Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 715, recorded live on February 26th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who's talked about the battery issues with his phone previously on this podcast, Dave Play. Yes. And the man who's going to talk about his battery issues on his phone today. Andy Lohai. Battery issues on your phone? Yeah. That's no good. I think it was overheating. You think? How hot was the phone, Andy? It wasn't, like, overly hot. It was warm. But I, I had it... We were on the couch, had it plugged in, and then I moved from the couch to the computer to actually, you know, get our topics for today. Mm. And I plugged my phone in the charger here. You know, I was doing my, my thing. My phone in the charger over here. We're facing away from the microphone. Yes? <laughs> That's the one that, you know, is all the way over here. <laughs> which, sorry, Andy, which phone? The one that's, you know, the, the phone's all the way over here. Or I could, you know, bring it over to here, and then I could bring it over to this one over here, and then I could just keep going back and forth to the, all the different ones over here. Well, okay, now I'm getting dizzy from the, like, stereo sound coming in. As you go from one end of the microphone to the other end of the microphone. Yep. Which is amusing, because you don't have a stereo microphone, so there's yeah. no way that I'm actually getting stereo sound. It's just... You're coming close and then going away, and coming close and then going away. They actually did come out with stereo microphones. They do exist. I don't, you know, trying to think they of the exist. last time I, I'm trying to think of the last time I, you, oh, uh, I think they were basically used for, um, like, recorders, where, you know, you have one mic standing between two people, and both, it's basically a bi-directional microphone. Oh, that's, that's clever. I've also yep. seen the microphones that are, like, your ears width apart. Oh, yep. So that you can get 3D sound. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are pretty cool. I've seen those. I've actually gotten to use the, uh, the result of that and, like, experience that. That's, that's a pretty intense feeling. You don't recognize ahead of time how, how much of your sensory input, like, comes in passively like that. And so having the microphone set up where it's, like, your ears width apart, or a person's ears width apart, really. Like, it doesn't need to be specifically yours, but just that general range. And, like, the, the calculations that your brain is doing in microseconds to position where that sound would be coming from. Like, that is, that is some intense processing. There's, there's bound to be some shortcut calculations in there somewhere because like how there was what was it the theme park the theme park Uh, yes no here here. sounds dangerous with drew carey was at disney's hollywood studios theme park it was a 12 minute audio show not sure if it's still around or not but um supposedly okay so here it is uh drew carey takes on the small screen as an actor playing a gumshoe who bungles his first on-camera case. When the hidden camera in his tie gets damaged, the video disappears, and the theater is plunged into total darkness. You're wearing headphones. Yeah. And all that stuff is stereo sounds for 12 minutes. That was, it was amazing. With Drew Carey? Drew Carey, yes. It seems like a not very Drew Carey thing to do. So yeah, so they had headphones. Yes. And you you know, I think at one point like you actually go to a um like I think if I remember he he like goes and gets a haircut during the the 12 minute thing. And so you get a haircut yeah. like the sounds of a haircut. Yeah. That's a pretty classic one for like the the 3D audio positioning. But uh it looks like now um there is the theater for Star Wars Path of the Jedi now instead of an uh, the um sounds dangerous anymore. But yeah, no, I I loved that cuz they they had all those fun, you know, stereo sound things but alas i can't go to it any yeah that was that was surprising when kate and i went down to um universal where we just you know went through and going oh yeah i remember when this ride used to be here and then it got replaced oh and look the ride that replaced Mm. it got replaced (laughs) you're you're already two degrees out andy Mm -hmm. i'm sorry we were talking about your phone and your phone overheating yes so um and somehow got onto like disney theme parks i um Sorry, I got an email here for a second, but nope, don't need to worry about that. That's fine. I just took a shot of Viking's blood, so I'm kind of like reeling from that for a second. Um, I glance down and I see the Google logo and I'm like, huh, my phone is restarting. That's new. Mm -hmm. And I see it, you know, do the little G icon and the, the Android little icon pops up for like a split second. And then the screen goes black. And then I see the Google logo again. You're like, that's not good. Nope, that's not good at all. Like I know that that sensation. I know <laughs> that's that's repeating. 
that shouldn't repeat. So then I go to the, um, I put it into the fast boot, you know, the bootloader yeah. screen. Like you and do. Before I can even make a selection, my phone reboots again. Oh no. So it had no battery at that point? I'm not sure. I don't know or what was, was going just, on. It was it could it well it could have been caught in like a an infinite reboot. So I had I pulled it out of the case. It felt warm, so I you know I pulled it out of the case. You know, put it on the table. How, to, hang, hang on, wait, wait, hang on. How warm did it feel? Because like I've had phones overheat. How warm was it? It wasn't. I could still hold it, but it you know it was still just was warm and not from you okay. know extended use warm. It was not like oh my god this is like scalding hot like no. please put this in the freezer to cool it down. No, not that level. It was just it was just warm like yeah. it's been sitting out in the sun warm. Yes, there you go. Okay, I mean not not an ideal state for your phone if you haven't been doing anything with it, but also if it's been caught in like a, a reboot loop, probably not unexpected. No, but you know just. I had to basically like quickly go through the fast boot and, you know, try and remember, okay, what, you know, what button combinations get me to shut off right away. And I finally was able to get it to shut off and I just left it shut off for like a half hour. And then, you know, I pick it back up and it's finally, you know, room temperature. Right. And uh, I plug it in and the battery says it's at like 58%. And I'm just like, huh, that's new. And I Yeah, just... well, at least I was saying 58% and not just like 50% without ever changing. Yep. Because that's, that's what happened to mine previously, where it was like, I don't know what the battery level is. We'll just call it 50% and call it a day. And you're like, oh, cool. Bat- like just, I have infinite energy. <laughs> well, Andy, it sounds like your phone has a problem. You're still rocking the, the Pixel XL? No, just the regular Pixel 4. Pixel 4? Okay, Pixel 4. Which, it's only been like three years, right? I think it's been two. <laughs> Maybe three. Pixel 6 is out now. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've run into this issue with the Pixel 6 and think because I was looking at, you know, do I do I just call this phone like a lemon and upgrade? And the Pixel 6, like the the XL is better, but I think it's too big. Like, honestly, there's what? an upper limit on the phone size. I can't hold the phone that I have. Like, I can't hold it in one hand and reach my thumb across the screen. There There is a good, like, quarter inch that I just cannot reach based on how I hold my phone. Well, isn't there like a one hand mode? I don't know. I don't even know what that would do. What would a one hand mode do? Uh, let's see. One hand mode Android. Um, okay, so one hand mode basically takes the normal keyboard, shrinks it down, and forces <laughs> it over to one side or the other. Okay, that's the keyboard. Um, what? What is it? Oh, you're gonna put your toy and gonna make so much noise. Andy's gonna hate me. <laughs> Okay, one hand mode arrived for Google Pixel phones on Android 12. To get started, swipe down twice from the top of the screen, then tap the gear icon. System gestures one hand mode. All right, let's see what this does. Andy, this is not important right now. This is this is not the the important things that we should be talking about is the one hand mode of your phone. Like that's not what why, Andy, why? Oh, swipe down to pull screen into reach. So we'll actually we'll um slide the top half of the screen down towards the bottom. But it's not the top half that's the issue. It's your whole left to right issue, right? Right. Like I can I can move my thumb to the top of the screen. The other thing is the, the phone resting do you do this? Do you rest your phone on your pinky finger? Yes, yes, I am literally holding my phone right now on my pinky finger. Ring finger, middle finger, and index finger behind it, and you're resting it on your pinky finger, right? Yes. Does that hurt? Sometimes. Because it hurts me, and I'm like, I need to stop doing that. What you need is a pop socket. And then I don't stop doing that. Kate doesn't do that, and she's got a pop socket, so yes, we could probably get a pop socket for it. Laura's showing me a way of doing it with her thumb that feels incredibly awkward, and also means that you can't use that hand to touch the phone. Yeah, well, but if I've got two hands, I'm just going to hold it like this and touch it the other way. It's when I'm trying to do everything one-handed, but thank you. Ah, the things that people tune into RA Podcast for. (laughs) Discussions on how to hold a phone in your hand. Clearly, these are the important issues issues of the day you know there's a war going on man my news feed is like everybody's own take on the uh you know it's oh it, it's this and oh you know there's news about this and oh there's you know it's, did you hear I mean, about generally this? a news feed is news about this like yes but I'm it's not... all it's all about ukraine but everybody's you know take on it yeah yep 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 but no that's actually i got a couple topics in here because 
Um, remember how we talked years ago about Russia was kind of basically trying to create their own internet? Yeah, I vaguely recall that. Well, they're uh, they're now uh, blocking Facebook and Twitter. Twitter off of their internet or off of like I mean, basically in the country, is their internet, right? Yeah, because like, yeah, so Russia blocks Facebook and Russia blocks Twitter. Yes, and why are they doing this? Uh, mainly because, let's see, journalist on the ground, no, where is it at? The motivation behind the restrictions is unclear, but comes amid a broader crackdown on social media platforms in the country. Um, well, Facebook uh, removed the accounts of four state-run media organizations for them, you know, um, basically for them, you know, state-run media hosting incorrect information and Facebook fact-checking them and then kicking them off after the fact-checked, um... Yeah, here we go. Yeah, Russian authorities ordered us to stop the independent fact-checking and labeling of content posted on Facebook by four Russian state-owned media organizations. We refused. As a result, they have announced they are restricting the use of our services. Yeah, because God forbid you have fact-checking. Also, you know, when your country is the aggressor in a war and you want people to not realize that you're the aggressor in a war. So, I mean, so what's what's Facebook doing about this? Is Facebook doing anything about this, given that Russia has now blocked Facebook from all of Russia. Like, I'm sure Meta is not happy about that, yeah. but I'm also quite sure that there's very little that they can actually, like, actually do about it. Well, let's see. VP of Global Affairs for Meta. Let's see. Nine hours ago, Meta's ongoing efforts regarding Russia's invasion <laughs> of Ukraine. <clears throat> let's see. No, that's... That's two days ago. Basically, they're just saying, hey, we're uh, we're taking steps we're to make sure, you know, yeah. Um, we've established a special operations center staffed by experts from across the company, including native Russian and Ukrainian speakers, monitoring the platform around the clock, <clears throat> added several safety feature- features in Ukraine, um, says nothing about enforcing our policies, reducing the spread of misinformation, transparency around state-controlled media outlets, nothing about how they, uh, nothing about, they're blocked in Russia. I don't think they can do anything. Yep. And Twitter, too. Yes. Now, this Twitter. is all in Russia, but also, like, I've seen that Ukraine is experiencing issues with this. Well, of course, because, you know, Russian-sponsored, you know, state-sponsored cyber attacks. No surprise. Taking Probably going out after. things in Ukraine? Yep. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. It's actually, um... <sighs> I'm not sure how much his help this is going to be, but supposedly Elon Musk is basically just sending as many um, Starlink units to Ukraine as he's got on hand. Is he? That's that's what he said. He said that... I uh, mean, that's hilarious, and I love it. <clears throat> yeah, he was responding to a tweet by Ukraine government officials who asked Musk to provide the embattled country with Starlink stations. Well, that's, I mean, cool, right? Yeah. What's kind of silly, though, is all this stuff there. Google has said they're blocking... Um, Russian channels from earning ad dollars right now. <laughs> oh no, not the Google ad revenue. <laughs> oh, whatever will they do? It's as bad as like no, I'm I'm serious because like that's as bad as the um who was it? There was there was a group that just like kicked them out of uh, a sports event mm-hmm. and like the sports event moved from Russia to France and like oh no, we lost the sporting event. How awful. Like, how is that anywhere near... Like, I understand symbolically, that's great. But that is that is not nearly what what needs to happen. No, the the problem is, and of course, you know, I've this has been my 72 hours of deep diving into this sort of stuff. Um, well, first off, Russia has nukes. So the last thing you want to do is piss them completely off, where they just say, F it all. But like... Would they? No, probably not. Really? Yeah. The second thing, though, is because of the sanctions from Crimea way back when, they basically have just been slowly building up a massive pile of cash. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, sanctions. Look at this large pile of money we're sitting on. Oh, whatever will we do with these economic sanctions? And then the, the, the third aspect I've been noticing is most of Russia's money is oil and natural gas which Which the rest of the world needs yes you you block russian exports of oil and natural gas europe is going to have a lot of problems problems. very quickly yep the price is going to go up very very quickly so therefore you're (laughs) 
Russia is going to make more money. Yeah. And I have a feeling that, you know, China has already once said, hey, Russia, we'll buy your wheat. Oh, they just announced that they were uh, lifting restrictions on Russian wheat imports. Yeah. Like today. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah, China could easily go, hey, Russia, we'll buy whatever gas and, you know, you know, gas and oil that you want to sell us to pay for it. And it, China is also going to have a lot of big pile of money to sit on. Yeah. So it's hard. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to really hit Russia hard because you hurt Russia. Europe's going to feel it first. Yeah. <clears throat> That's, I mean, that is in part why it was so big that Germany was like, yeah, we're, we're cutting back on the pipeline and like mm -hmm. we're denying the, the existing pipelines. And like, that's actually pretty big. That's a huge step. Um, also, whether it's related or not, I know like last week, uh, France and Germany were, were making strides towards saying like, we're going to be looking at nuclear power in the near future. Um, probably because they're like, shit, we actually have to get off of this oil. Um, forget the, the climate, but like, we can't be dependent on Russia like this. Like we are in deep trouble. If we continue down this path, it's all about the money. Sure. Hey, climate change. Yes, that needs to, but it's it, it hit people in the pocketbooks. <laughs> what was the, what's that? Who's, who said the quote where it's the economy, stupid, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, James Carville. Oh, I thought it was, I guess it was during Clinton's administration. Yeah. Carville was Clinton's campaign, campaign manager. manager while yeah. his wife <laughs> was the campaign manager. Oh, for Bush Sr.? Uh, Mary Madeline, campaign director for... for yeah, she worked, she, she worked for... Uh, Bob Dole is the guy Clinton ran against. Um, well, she served under Reagan, campaign director okay. for Herbert Walker Bush, an assistant okay. to W, and counselor to Vice President Dick Cheney until 2003. Wow. That's a, that's a that's, pedigree there. That is an odd... James Carville. Yeah. Andy, I'm sorry. Who is George Conway married to? Oh, I, I, I know. Okay, so let's not go on like, like, how weird and crazy is that? When you are the personal advisor to the person that your husband has started an entire, like, political action committee to get rid of, and founded an entire advertisement agency to completely discredit. That's got to be an awkward conversation when you go to your boss and be like, so my husband started this group called the Lincoln Project. I was like, oh, I love Lincoln. Yeah, it's it's all about to like bash you. But yes, it's the economy, stupid. Yep. That was that was the the Clinton campaign slogan for like, look at what's happening. Of course, at that time, the economy wasn't just a substitute word for rich white people. At least that was the idea. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck Swift is, though. That's the latest thing that's come down. Oh, that the, they're closing the Swift exchange the swift banking system the society of worldwide interbank financial telecommunication i believe it's the uh communication infrastructure between banks the financial messaging infrastructure that links world banks swift doesn't handle money transfers itself it's a messaging system a secure way of banks to transfer requests to each other money moving from one account to often often passes by multiple banks before landing final destination this is from the wall street journal uh, particularly if it involves foreign currencies, Swift routes messages with instructions from one bank to another, allowing them to know where the money should ultimately land. The Belgium-based system is run by its member banks, handles millions of daily payments and instructions across more than 200 countries and territories and 11,000 financial institutions. <laughs> Okay, cutting banks off will stop them from conducting most of their financial transactions worldwide and effectively block Russian exports and imports. Okay. God. And you know it would be great to be right now? An economist. <laughs> would it would it are you sure about that i don't know we'll have to ask cons yeah so yeah so that's going all right now still can't believe it you know first time i've i have um so i have reuters i have ap i have npr i have cnn on my phone mm -hmm. so you know my phone just literally just started blowing up very quickly and i'm <clears> like oh shoot Something happened. What? Oh, no. Yep, that happened. I can see now the why, though, the U.S. released all that intelligence information, you know, a week or so ago. That were like, Russia's going to attack. Yes. Russia's going to attack. By Russia the way, Russia's going to attack. And they're going to, you know, try and spread misinformation about how it's not their fault. But we know that's false. 
Russia is the aggressor. They're about to start an attack. Yeah. They're 100% about to attack. It's not a false flag. It's not that they're justified. They're absolutely going to attack. And lo and behold, they attacked. Yep. Uh, I was talking to a friend. I'm like, what is the end game here? Like, what is... Assume the worst case. And, like, in the next two or three days, Russia just steamrolls Ukraine. Like, what's next? Does Putin install a, a puppet government and says, like, yeah, mission accomplished. We secured Ukraine against, like, the evil... I, I don't even know. Like, does he expect the rest of the world to be like, yeah, that's that's totally Ukraine now? Or does he expect, like, yep, Ukraine is now Russian territory, and the rest of the world to be like, okay, yep, nope, that's Russia now. That that whole place, that's now part of Russia. Like, what does he expect? Or was he just wrong, and he, like, thought that it would be a, like, immediate retreat from Ukraine, and then he'd be like, all right, yep, we pushed the Ukrainian government out, and now we're done, and that's it. I think it was basically trying to sow disruption. Right, but, like, what's the end game? He can't just retreat. That's weakness. No, but as long as he causes problems, Ukraine, you know, Ukraine was looking forward, looking, you know, for a better future, and and if you cause problems, then they can't get their feet under them. Right, so he's just going in there to, like, like, drone rush them, and then he's just gonna leave? Like, I don't see what his, his plan is. This is why I'm not in military intelligence, but also, what the hell is he trying to do? Well, if you split, okay, so he already took Crimea, and, you yeah, know, which nothing... sucks, and yeah. should never have happened. Yes, but, you know, the world didn't end. Right. I mean, there was one of the other countries, I swear Russia was actually moving the fence posts overnight to slowly gain more and more territory. Yep, yep, that's that's what they were doing. All right, let's, let's move on. <laughs> to let's something find something else, else. Yeah. I, anything else, something other than Putin and Ukraine and just what the hell ever is going on over there. Well, um, do you want the although, James Webb I will, update? I do. I do want to say one thing because yeah. uh, I just saw this not too long ago that the the like Ukrainian transportation department was trying to like tell citizens like pull down street signs to confuse the Russian military. And they actually put up, like, fake street signs that were all full of swear words and just, like, fuck you and go the fuck home. And, like, just to, just to mess with the Russian soldiers. So I, I do appreciate that. And I think that's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. All right. James Webb. Yes. What's the James Webb update? I like James Webb. I'm, I'm a big fan. Well, I, should, I like the James Webb Space Telescope. I know nothing about James Webb. I know there was some controversy about using the name James Webb, so I'm not entirely sure if there is, like, something going on with James Webb. But the James Webb Space Telescope I know and love and think is amazing. What's new with the James Webb Space Telescope? So last time we talked about, they had... (laughs) You mean last week? Yes. (laughs) On the last episode, a week ago, yes... A week um, ago, they had taken the first image, and they had gotten the 18 copies of the one star. Yes. And then they actually organized that onto the 18 different panels, and so you could see what each of the 18 panels saw. Yes. The next step was to then focus each panel individually. Well, um, I think we actually got that the other way around. Because now all 18 images are now focused... aligned onto the same point? Yes. So rather than 18 individual stars are now literally one single dot. So the... um, Are are you sure that this is from the telescope and not just they took the image data and stacked it? Because I'm pretty sure the next step of the telescope was to focus each individual mirror. Now I'm I'm checking that right now. Track the mirror alignment process. Yeah. Track web. Where is web? Segment align image stacking followed by coarse phasing followed by fine phasing. I love how they have this whole thing out there right now. It's a really good website. It's a really good website. Uh, no, it, it actually looks like they did the image stacking. So now they're on course phasing. The segments are selecting as 18 small telescopes rather than one big one. Segments need to be lined up with each other with an accuracy similar. Conducted three times during the commissioning process. Course phasing meshes and corrects the vertical displacement of the mirror segments. I I know what some of these words mean. <laughs> 
Uh, huh. Okay, so yeah, the new uh, segment uh, image identification, segment alignment, image stacking. Okay, so that's where they that's they stacked all the images. So now there is one single dot. So now we're at yeah, coarse phasing. All right. So what the frack does that mean? <laughs> so they did stage one segment image identification. They found the guide star. Phase two segment aligning. They have the eighteen different pictures. Phase step three image stacking is moving all of them onto the secondary mirror. So that's where then, we're at right now. There is a picture that looks exactly like the last part of the image stacking simulation. Yeah. They have that right now. Right. So they've they've moved all 18 dots to be the same dot. Yes. The segments are still acting as 18 small telescopes rather than one big one. The segments need to be lined that's, up with each other. That's literally what I just read, Andy. I know. I'm trying, oh, you're, trying you're to... just trying to read it again to see yeah. if it makes more sense for you. Yes. Okay. The segments need to be lined up with each other for an accuracy smaller than the wavelength of the light. We use the... Okay, so they used the near-infrared camera to capture light spectra from 20 different separate pairings of meager segments, and they'll take those and basically try and get those as close together as possible. This is... I just love how this is literally going to take months. The mirror stacking? Yes. Or coarse phasing, rather? Yes months yeah image stacking start to launch plus or minus two approximate two months yeah three months phasing and fine phasing stages four and five takes us from weeks eight to twelve and we're already ahead of schedule because like image stacking is done and that was supposed to take like up to about like was it eight ten weeks approximately eight weeks no it goes from week like nine to week 11 i guess i'm trying to figure out the scale of this timeline I don't know. All I know is that friggin' web is really cold. <laughs> On the cold side, it's really cold. So yeah, so we have a single dot. Now they're going to compare mirrors to each other, get them focused yep. closer, and in a couple of weeks, we should have a better looking star. Yeah. That's just crazy. But I, I love how they're like, yeah, we've literally simulated this whole thing multiple times. And I love that literally, yeah, they show the live picture and they show the simulation picture that they have. And it's like, oh, these are, these were exactly where we're supposed to be. Yep. Almost like it's been planned down to like the finest detail. Yep. That's really cool. So yeah, so there's good news on that point. Yay, James Webb. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. what else we got here? Oh, uh, um, t- yep. Other space news. Yep. So we had the James Webb telescope launch. Um, the next most expensive space telescope launch that NASA is going to do is um, called W First. Oh, sorry, it used to be called W First. Now it's called the Nancy Grace Roman Space Telescope. Who is Nancy Grace Roman? Nancy Grace Roman is an American astronomer. Well, yes, but who? who? Oh, here we go. Dr. Nancy Grace Roman's NASA's, NASA's first chief of astronomy. Well, there you go. Okay. Props to her. Okay, so yes. So we had the James Webb Telescope doing its thing. Yeah. Now we have the Nancy Grace Roman Telescope coming up next. Uh, launch date in 2027. That, that's that's five years from now, Andy. Yes. Can we make it through this year <laughs> first, please? Well, um, so NASA likes to plan ahead, so they are putting out the contract, asking for the contract bids for launching the Roman Space Telescope, and um, it looks like that the only viable option is SpaceX. Well, of course it is. Even though that the launch date is in 2027... They're doing the contract now, and NASA basically says that if you're launching, you know, high-value spacecraft, you must already be certified for NASA launches today. (laughs) Which is SpaceX. Yes, because... Right? Blue Origin... Nope. Uh, Relativity Spaces Terran R? Nope. And The spin uh, launch is definitely not. Yep. We we can Andy, anytime we talk about space, we have to remember spin launch because it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. We we cannot cannot ever forget that this like this company exists. Spin launch just looks amazing. <laughs> We're just gonna yeet it into space as hard as we can throw it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're just gonna like how can we get to space quickly? Hmm. What if we spin something around really fast? What? And then just let it go. And and I'm sorry, did you just use the term yeet? 
Did I use it correctly? What generation are you, sir? I don't know. Did I? Did I? Uh... He's gonna yeet that out into space. <laughs> I'm gonna like take your millennial card away from you. Yeet means throwing something very, very hard, very, very fast. Yes. Oh no! You used the term correctly. That's not my my problem, Andy. The ter- the problem is not that you like used yeet incorrectly. It's that you used the term <laughs> yeet in the first place at all. That's the problem. Oh boy, I'm dying over here. Good. Woo! <laughs> well, at least we found an episode title. Yeet it into space. Let me write that down. Or I forget. There we go. So Blue Origin's out. Yeah. Relativity is out. So yeah. um Spin Launch is out yeah, for yeah, because, obvious reasons. Yeah. Um ULA is the only one out there right now who is actually um I think the we can also say the Russians are kind of temporarily out. Yeah, that's they're out. What's going on on the ISS right now? Oh, that's <laughs> I I didn't want to bring this up, but okay, so the ISS basically has two main halves. There's a U.S. Yeah. half and there's a Russian half. Everything else is kind yeah. of built off of that. Did, did they put a line of demarcation between the U.S. and the Russian half of the International Space Station? No. And now it's like, you have to stay on your side because you're not allowed on our side? No, no. They're, they're, <clears throat> NASA came out and said, we are apolitical. You know, we are a civilian organization. <clears throat> you know, we are going to run things normally. Right, but what do the Russians say? <laughs> oh my god, hold on, I gotta find out what that guy actually said, because it was just ridiculous. <clears throat> he tweeted on Thursday, the chief of Russian space agency tweeted, hold on, let me translate it. Oh god, he's got a lot of things here that he wrote. Because part of the sanctions was against um, Russian's aerospace industry. Which he tweeted out saying, if you block cooperation with us, who will save the ISS from an uncontrolled deorbit and fall into the United States or Europe? Oh, no, I did hear about that, where he was, like, basically threatening to bring the ISS down. Yes, because... Onto, like, the U.S. All of the orbiting (laughs) engines are on the Russian side. So technically, the Russians could just say, nope, shut them off. But no, right? Like, that, that can't happen. No. So yes, NASA was like, yep, everything's going to be fine. This We're all civilians. We're all, you know, level-headed people. And then the Russian space chief <laughs> comes out it's and like, says, we might use the ISS as a weapon. We're, we haven't, we're, we're still thinking about it. <clears throat> but, um, okay, so SpaceX, yeah. ULA, only two people yeah. right now who actually are certified for launches. Well, ULA has already promised all of its remaining Delta IV Heavy and Atlas V rockets, um, to other launches so it does not have any current because it would have to build new ones yes because it's launched its rockets aren't reusable no whereas spacex is looking at i saw something that like spacex's launches are going to be like a thousand times cheaper yeah there was actually a small satellite um convention recently and some uh, um there was a panel on <clears throat> ride shares And some of the guys who were there, SpaceX wasn't there at the conference, but the other companies were there and they're like, the the math just doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense. You know, SpaceX shouldn't be this cheap. You know, we're we're trying to do the math and it it feels like, you know, they're they're launching these things at a loss. And part of my head is like, did they not do the calculations on reusing hardware? (laughs) Or doing things like cheaper? Right? Wasn't that part of the the whole thing that SpaceX did is they're like, we don't want to make anything custom. We want every part of this to be off the shelf. Yeah. Oh, for frack's sake. Huh? I was looking up SpaceX news and the FAA has said that they are delaying the... Um, oh, yeah. The, the, um, there's two. There's the environmental impact and, and there's the just the overall, like, Environmental assessment. Yeah. Envir- <laughs> the pro- programmatic environmental assessment will be completed no earlier than March 28th, 2022 now. Well, huh. damn. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this is why they're building in Florida. Yep. Because they've already got approval for it. Well, because there is a, you know, space center there. Yeah. That, like, actually was designed for that. Yes. As opposed to, we're just going to build our own spaceport. Here in the middle of... Do you know how much money you have to fucking have (laughs) 
to build your own spaceport. Like, think about all the video games that you've played that involve building a spaceport and how much the spaceport part of building a spaceport generally costs. Like, that's that's usually not the first thing you build in a video game. When you are building, like, a, a base, you're like, oh, man, I've unlocked the spaceport. Now I can, like, spend all my money that I've been saving up to build a damn spaceport because it's not cheap. But SpaceX is just like, eh, fuck it, we'll build our own. Right, so ULA doesn't have the rockets uh-huh. right now. Yeah, sorry, back <laughs> back a third time to the main topic. Yes, ULA can't because they, they don't have the rockets because they're all committed. SpaceX has rockets, is building more rockets, and can, like, reuse the rockets that they have. And somebody went out and directly asked the CEO of ULA, are you planning on bidding on the Roman Space Telescope? And he flat out said, no, we are not bidding. It's like, we, we don't have the, the, we don't have the launch capability. Well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't specify. Right. But it basically said, like, yeah. uh, he didn't say it, but they don't have the launch capabilities. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, the Russians don't, because they might, but like, we, we don't want to get into that. No. Uh, what about the ESA? Is, is this just an American rocket? Uh, I think so. Because Webb was international. It was launched from the ESA's facility. Yes, because they wanted, <clears throat> they said, we'll launch it for you if you give us access to use it. Okay. Wait, who said we'll, we'll launch it for you if you give us access to SpaceX? The, no. Um, oh, the ESA. The ESA said, hey, we've got a rocket that can launch the Webb. If you let us handle the launch, we will handle. We, we'll, we'll pay. We'll, basically. we'll handle all the launch as long as we can also use the. Because te- what are we going to do? Say no, no. It's it's just it was an international project to begin with. Of course, yes. we're going to let the Europeans use the Webb telescope. But hey, if they if they want to pay for the launch, go right ahead. Although I guess because the Webb has a finite lifespan, like. I suppose mission time is actually, like, is probably very controlled. Yeah. Right? Like, we can't just be like, you know what? Let's just point it out in this way and see what we find. Like, no, that's that's not going to fly. Like, it's got to be, you need to know what you're looking at and what you're looking for, because we're not wasting time with this. <laughs> so, the only game in town is SpaceX. So, unofficially, they're the only ones who can bid and are going to bid on this telescope launch. So most likely they are going to be the ones to get it. So that's worrisome, <laughs> but also like I guess better SpaceX than in Boeing again. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was my. Uh, I think that's all of my space news. Okay. Uh, let's see what other news we've got. Uh, video game news wise. Oh, uh, the Steam Deck. Let's talk yes. about the Steam Deck coming out this week. Yes. That's a that's a news topic, right? Like if, if you. Are going to get a Steam Deck, Dave. Yes. You have a page now on the Steam Store where you can actually check your games for Steam Deck compatibility. Ooh. Let me let me open up the Steam Store. Steam Deck is here. Yeah, I know it is. (laughs) These games pass all compatibility checks. Each one will be a great experience on the Steam Deck. Uh, This is all the games that they have on steam where does it say like here's the ones from your library um or do i have to go to the, excuse me or do i have to go to the library and look up the like maybe there's a filter in here for steam deck uh i'm hold on i'm signing into the website right now uh store.steampower.com slash steam deck slash my games store.steampower.com slash steam deck slash my games yes okay then i have to log into the website which means i have to log into my password manager (laughs) (laughs) and then i had to sign in using my two-factor authentication from the steam app on my phone yep i'm already loading the steam app (laughs) while i'm logging into my password manager can log into steam sign in use code that 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 submit Deck verify games from your library. Okay, I got I got a few. Deck playable games from your library. Valve's testing indicates these titles are functional, but might require a little extra effort. And unsupported games. I've got All right. three. I have nine. Ooh. However, one of them, 100%, I'm never touching. <laughs> 
Two of them I'm probably not going to do. One of them I've already beaten. Probably not going to play that. I have Watch Dogs 2. Already played it. Not going to worry about it. Insurgency. Book of Demons. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm looking at like Insurgency. I've heard of that game. Yeah, like that's in my library, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Fallen Enchantress. Which was a Stardock game that I'm like, oh man, Stardock, I like their games. And then I bought it and I'm like, eh, I've got other stuff to play. Zuma's Revenge is apparently not compatible with yep. the Steam Deck. How? How is Zuma's Revenge not compatible? Don't you need three buttons to play that? Or is it because, like, it's a Flash game? I don't know. That part I'm not sure about because all you need is just the thumbstick, basically, to wheel yourself back and forth. Right, and like a trigger. A trigger. The, the the button. Like that's why I said three buttons, right? You need a left, a right, and a trigger. No no no, you need more. For Zuma's revenge? Yes. Kate okay. was literally playing this when we she was still sitting here when we were she was playing Zuma's what, Revenge. What other buttons do you need? It's a pop cap game. You need a pause button. Um Sure. You have your you have your well it's not really a You need left. the escape button. It's not really a left-right. You can set it up to do left-right, but that'd be kind of annoying. I mean, it's clockwise, counterclockwise. Yeah, well, it follows your mouse is what it does. Okay. So you can, you don't have to like, if you're at, let's say, 90 degrees and you want to go to 180 degrees. Yeah. You don't have to like scroll through 90, 91, 92, blah, 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 all the way around a circle. Okay, okay. So how about using the, the like Steam trackpad and just mapping that to like a mouse grid? Maybe. Um, okay, so you need a trigger button to fire. There is yep. a secondary button because you, uh, you have a ball in reserve that you can flip to fire. Um, this still does not seem like more controls than would be available on the, the Steam Deck. And then there's another one because levels sometimes have two firing points, I would call them. And you have to flip between the two firing points as well so i need a trigger to fire yes i need a trigger to swap my reserve yes and i need a button like maybe one of the abxy buttons to swap my active active firing location to the other firing location yes hop because you're a frog so yes yeah no i i get that yeah this still doesn't seem beyond the capabilities of the steam deck yeah part of me wants to you know if it's not compatible, can you tell me why? Right. Like, what is what is keeping it from being compatible? Because that doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> I have a lot of games that are verified. I also have a lot of games, period. So that's, you know, that's a thing. I do not have a Steam Deck email, however. So you uh, might I... not have one incoming yet? Well, I still have the reserve. I'm just not in this first round. Oh, okay. I have a reservation. Uh, it says your expected order availability is after Q2 2020. 22 because i didn't hop on it right away i i took a couple days before i'm like yeah i'll do it oh half-life episode two. Oh boy god that that's you, been you a while got me like for for a half second there andy for a half second there you said half-life episode i'm like oh no and then you're like two i'm like oh of course not god, it's why been- would they it's been 13 it's years been years yeah it's been over a decade episode three ain't coming out <laughs> You know what is coming out, though? Aperture Desk Job. Coming out or is out? It's it's a free download, March 1st, set in the Portal universe, and it's designed to introduce new Steam Deck buyers to the handheld incredible array of controls. Cool. I mean, that sounds like a good place to go to do the introduction. So yeah, so it's, it's a silly Aperture Portal type game to basically just show you how the Steam Deck works. Coming out March 1st. And you must... Playing with a keyboard and mouse is not supported. So... (laughs) That's hilarious. It requires a controller to play. So there you go. Yeah. So you can only play it with a controller. Yep. Which means you could still play it on your computer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, My invitation depends on how many people answer their emails. (laughs) Wait. Geico made a portal ad? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Geico made a lot of ads. Some of them better than others. Yeah. Huh. Huh, indeed. What else? Um, well, let's see. We have... Call uh, of Duty is, um... Not gonna be coming out next year. 
first time yeah. since in 2005. Decade, in 17 years. First time in 17 years there's not going to be a Call of Duty released. According to uh, the reporter, this is due to a recent entry not performing to expectations. So, so like, Activision, get your shit together. <laughs> Or maybe this is good. Maybe this is like, yeah, we're not putting out next Call of Duty because we're working on like getting shit put together in house and like taking out our own garbage because we have a lot of garbage. Bobby Kotick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's according to them. Yeah, something didn't work out. Have we reached peak Call of Duty? Maybe. (laughs) Oh, don't kid yourself. It'll be a yearly (laughs) event for another 20 years. I'm just waiting for the jokes to catch up to it because right now everything's still like, oh, it's just, you know, it's Madden, right? Madison, Madden is the, the like, every year there's a Madden. That's the joke. Ah, ha, ha. Well, the same thing's true of Call of fucking Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> In other perennial series news, um, 2K is actually going to be making Lego games wait, because... Wait, wait, Who was making the Lego games? Do you remember? I'm trying to think. It's not EA. Mm-mm. It's not UB. Nope. Fuck. Who owned... Because it was... I'm trying to think. Like, it's Lego Batman. It's Lego Star Wars. It's Lego Harry Potter. All of those are Warner Brothers properties. Yes. So it's Warner Brothers? You are correct. It was a subsidiary of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment called TT Games. Okay. And they made, like, pretty good games. I, Star Wars is not a Warner Brothers property. But, no. Uh, okay, so Warner Brothers made it, or the subsidiary at Warner Brothers made it. Hey, do I get props for, like, figuring that out, by the way? Yes, no, I'll give you props for going through the process in your head to actually figure it out correctly. Okay, because I do have a mechanical keyboard. If I looked that up, you would have heard it. (laughs) So, okay, so, and what's happening to this company? Well, Lego has said that they are not going to extend the deal for exclusivity with TT Games, which, you know, comes off of, you know, a month or two ago where people were saying, yeah, TT Games was not fun to work for ah so lego is worried about their image because they're lego and they worry about their image which when your primary demographic is like families i guess you, you probably should worry about your image so they are they're moving over to 2k wait a minute wait wait just a second because if you're worried about your image, because this company is reportedly, like, hard to work with and not good to work for, and you go to 2K Games? I'm trying to remember some of the games that 2K has published, and I'm thinking, like, they aren't all, like, family-friendly level. Like, this is not a... I guess it depends which 2K, because remember, 2K is one of those, like, huge studios well, that has, like, 2K West and 2K, like, Quebec and 2K uh, Vancouver. Like, just they have a bunch of, of studios all named 2K. They are going to start with 2K Sports. So they're going to start with a soccer game, and it will be followed by an open-world Lego racing game. Start with it. Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Wind that back and say those words again. 2K's Lego video game. Yep, 2K Lego. Yes. Yep, sports are going with 2K Sports. Yes. We'll kick off with a yep. soccer game. That part I'm, I'm I'm good with. I'm still with you. They'll kick off with a soccer game. Yes. It will followed be followed by a followed by an open world Lego racing game. Okay, please explain to me, Andy, my dear friend. Yes. Please explain to me what an open world racing game is like. Because to me, An open world game means it's an open world and that you can go wherever you want. A racing game, by definition, involves some sort of race course. Does it not? Well, okay, I, um... Please uh, explain to me the kind of like um, for an Forza. open world racing game. Forza. Forza is not open world. There's a bunch of race courses. Have you seen the latest Forza? Forza Horizon. I have not. I have not. Is it just like there's a city go from point A to point B? You and can. However, you get there is is up to you. Basically, they they set the game in just Mexico. It's an open world environment. You can drive all over the place. But that's that's not how you drive. Like, the people don't drive all over the place. They don't drive everywhere. You drive on roads. Well, yes, but you could also get off-road vehicles and just 
You can drive wherever you want to go. Okay. And they're going to do this with a Lego game. Yes. You know what this, what would be a great like place for this or a great, a great like property for this was the, the like Hanna-Barbera wacky races. Oh my God. Yes. Wouldn't that be good with Lego? The kids wouldn't, wouldn't get it though. No, but the parents would. Yes. Right? Like some yes, sort of yes, Hanna-Barbera like. The the was it called the wacky race? I think it was called wacky racers. What, wacky racers? Like what was the what was who? What were all the? There's got to be a wiki page for this. Yes, wacky racers, 1968 TV series. Wacky races. Thank you. Not racers. Wacky oh. races. Hanna Barbera. Uh, Peter Perfect. Rufus Roughcut. Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly. The Ant Hill Mob. Professor Pat Pending. Oh God, that's a terrible joke he's an inventor it's a pending patent penelope pitstop was the one female driver yep there was the captain caveman group there was the gruesome twosome and dick dastardly an archetypical mustache swirling villain god i love wikipedia this was not the only one though there was another one that was like later on because i swear there was one where it was like birdman and space ghost and like later hanna-barbera characters There was one done a couple of years ago. Space Ghost, Wacky Races. Yeah, there was a version done in 2017. Here we are. Of Space Ghost or of Wacky Races? Wacky Races. Wacky Races 27. This is not what I was talking about, but apparently it's a thing. A reboot of the 1968 Hanna-Barbera classic that updates the formula for a new generation. Wow, I feel pitched too. (laughs) Wow, that feels bad. Who's in this? Billy West. Because, of course, Billy West is in it. Uh, That's the only name that I recognize straight away. Damn, Billy West does a lot. Mm -hmm. Damn, Billy West does a lot. Oh, Oh, there's Phil Lamar. Really? Really? Oh, my God. Andy, there's a Goblins animated series with Phil Lamar, Jim Cummings, Billy West, Maurice LaMarche, Tara Strong, and Matt Mercer. This is like a dream. What the fuck is this? This can't actually be real. Is Goblins even still... It's still being written. You have no idea what Goblins is, do you? Nope. Goblins is a webcomic where the... Like, the very beginning is, like, there's an adventuring party, uh, and then there's a group of goblins. And, of course, the adventuring party's like, there's a bunch of goblins, let's kill them. Uh, Except that the goblins win... And then the goblins take on the role of of PCs instead of NPCs. This is a this is a really good group of people to be doing a like web series based on a web comic, a really dark web comic, by the way. Who like who is producing this? See also release dates. Looks like we don't have release dates for this title yet. Yeah, no shit. There's no way this is real. If it is, fuck, I'm watching the hell out of this. This is a hell of a cast. Complains of names. Love it. I'm sorry, I totally derailed our conversation. What were we mentioned? What were we we were talking about Lego and 2K? Yeah. And they're making an open world racing game, which yes. I find problematic, but sure. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. So yeah, so that's going on. So yeah, to Warner uh Lego's dropping TT. They're starting off with 2K, starting off with a soccer game and a racing game. So, um, all right. Yeah, cool. I mean, I hope they maintain some of the same charm that is is in those other Lego games. I'm not necessarily expecting it because it's a totally different studio and now they're making like sports games. Mhm. All right, we should probably wrap this up. Yes, yes, we should, because it's one o'clock in the morning. Okay, yeah, I'm calling an audible. <laughs> I'm not going to review the thing I said I was going to review. Striking Instead, it from the record. I'm going to review, yep, I'm going to review explore.org slash livecams, and in particular, a bald eagle that is in Decora, Iowa. What the frack? <laughs> Next week, I'm going to review the truck stop on I-80 next to exit 92. If you can review fucking Hearthstone five times, I get to review this thing that has brought me such joy, such joy, Andy, in the last couple days. Uh, My office has no windows. My office is interior, and it's nice. I've got a good chair. I've got, like, I've got a, a bright light in there. Like, I'm not in the dark, but, like, 
I'm not seeing any of the outside. My last one, two, three offices all have had like some sort of exterior light or window, and it's been fantastic. I'm cooped up. I so, my office has been in the basement yep. since I started. But, like, but part of your job is going outside. Yes, that is true. Yes, I did drive down to Coldwater two days ago and up to Holland yesterday. So yes, I do get yep. out. I I don't. Like, oh. <laughs> Andy, there was there was a day where I walked in to my office at like eight o'clock in the morning and I left my office at five o'clock in the afternoon. There there have been days like that. Yes, I've had days like that where I, I walked so, into my office. There is a kitchen and a bathroom downstairs in the basement. So I literally just go to the room next to mine for the refrigerator, microwave, coffee maker yep. and the bathroom. Yeah. And then I go back to yeah. my office. Oh, it's it's worse. I have a mini fridge in my office. Oh, I have a mini fridge in the in my old office across the hall because yeah. there wasn't any room in my current office. Yeah. So yes, I So like I literally just didn't leave. I sat down in the chair and then I got up and I went home. That was my day. So I I I did not realize until this week um just how valuable having like a window to the outside is. Uh and so a friend of mine posted on Facebook cuz she's a huge naturalist. She's like, "Hey, like, don't forget, like, there's some really cool nature cams out there, and you should support the organizations behind them, and, like, you can, you should watch them. She posted a hummingbird nest and a bald eagle nest. And I'm like, yeah, why not? And I, I opened it up, and I, what I did is, like, on the website, first off, the website's actually fairly well designed and, like, easy to, to use. This is explore.org which is just a bunch of webcams and, and um, like, nature cams for lots of different types of animals uh, in different places, in different areas, in different countries, for different types of animals. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently though, I'm, watching the yeah. Northern Lights in Churchill, Manitoba. Cool! Is that on, like, the Zen cams or something? Yes, it is in okay. the Zen cams. So I I posted this. Well, I, I didn't put My friend posted this, and I looked at it, and then I forwarded it on to the entire training division at Epic because, of course, I did, and they all loved it. And I've just had it, like, popped out because you can, you can actually, like, put it in its own window. And I've just had it sitting in the corner of my screen where I, I tweaked the window settings with a script to put it always on top. So, like, it's above everything else, and it's slightly translucent so I can see the stuff behind it. And it's just been incredible to just, like, have this little eagle friend, uh, because it's it's roosting, it's nesting. There's uh, some eggs under this eagle, so there's always an eagle in the nest. Sometimes there are, in fact, two eagles in the nest, because there are two eagles there, a mother and a father. It's, like, it's so cool to just watch this bird and it, it's been incredible to have and like the i've had the sound on and it's it, so I, I actually put it on when i got home and i've just had it on and it was apparently squeaking this morning and it startled the hell out of laura who didn't realize that it was the eagle she thought it was the playstation 5 making like the squeaking noise which legit the speaker is right next to the ps5 and why would you think that the the squeaking is an owl, not owl, eagle? Because it does not sound like what you would expect. Right? If you hear, if you expect an eagle to make a noise, you expect kind of like, right? No, no, it friggin' tweets. It, it's more like, like it. I I am not a bird. I cannot make this sound. But like, it's been so wonderful to have this bird. I cannot stress enough how nice it has been. And the cam is 24 hours a day. And, like, somebody's job at some nature conservancy is to monitor this camera because it moves throughout the day. It's on servos. It moves, like, zooms in, zooms out. It turns a little bit. There's actually at least one other camera nearby that, like, has a different view that they go to very rarely when they want to get, like, the second eagle from a different tree. And, like, it's just so cool to watch. It's so, so warming. And, like, even watching this poor eagle in a friggin' snowstorm yesterday, like, it's just like, aw, it's a bird. And, like, right now it's asleep, and it's just got its head buried under its wing. It's like, oh. So that's that's what I'm reviewing. Um, the bald eagle webcam from Decora, Iowa. I'm watching um, some elephants in South Africa right now. Good. Good for you, Andy. 
wow, this has got a whole lot of stuff going on here. Here's a panda eating, uh, I'm guessing, breakfast in China. Yeah. Um, no. Maybe a lunch. No, this is this. We're getting we're getting close to dinner time. China is eight hours ahead of uh, GMT. You are six hours behind GMT. Okay. So it's like like two o'clock there, three o'clock there. It's three twelve in Seoul right now. Yep. Mm. I still have but, that uh, clock up from Cat. But the the entire country of China is on the same time zone. The entire country is on the same time zone. Go look. That is dumb. Go look. I I don't doubt you. I'm just saying that is dumb. I mean, in some senses, yes. You know what else is dumb? Time zones. Time zone. <laughs> like. The fact that in Arizona you can drive straight and pass through like six time zones. A wild rhino sanctuary. Jeez, oh, Pete, this this website has everything. I'm just, yeah. See, don't you fucking make fun of me for reviewing a bird webcam? All right, I'll put it down here. There we go. So yes, feel free to peruse at your bit. Yes, no. There's there's been times where I literally take the ISS feed and throw it up on my second monitor. Yep. Just to you know have something going on. I mean, you know what this would also be good for is a certain child who has an interest in wildlife and animals. It's actually more towards buildings right now. Buildings Ooh. and trick shots. Buildings and trick, like pool trick shots? Pool and bowling? Um, There's there's like, uh, that's amazing and dude perfect and other things like that. Okay. Feel, well, free, to, feel free to Google or YouTube those guys. I, I gotta tell you, Andy, if you are interested, or not you, if, if um, yeah. And like, the, the other one is Encanto. <laughs> Just, just <laughs> Encanto. Period. Encanto. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yes. Uh, but oh if, no. If Isaac I've is seen interested it. in in how many times have you seen it now, Andy? I've lost count. Okay, but we don't talk about Bruno. No. 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 Uh, but anyway, it was in my wedding day. I'm just just pointing out that like epic looks pretty cool it's a great place to visit a lot of fun architecture i'm never gonna stop pushing that just just so you know all right so should we hit the random topic yes random topic because you need to go to bed yes i'm just getting ramped up i'm like all right we're good (laughs) and you're like please let this end this is the podcast that never ends and now that song is stuck in my head if you could have a celebrity do your introduction for your show, who would it be and why? Which is kind of weird that we literally had last week. <laughs> who would you like to give? Deliver your eulogy. And now we have yeah. a broader of a celebrity doing an introduction for your show. I mean, immediately comes to mind because he's on the screen next to me as Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I could probably, you know, find out when James Earl Jones is going to be up in Manistee. Or, you know, around that area. Excuse me, Mr. Jones, can you can you do me a favor and just read this phrase into this microphone? Just literally 30 seconds of your time. Oh, and do I have permission to reuse that again and again? <laughs> James Earl Jones would be pretty impressive. Um, Who else was I thinking? Peter Sagal. Ah, uh, yeah, I was going to go, yep, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yep, Steve Inskeep. Um, I know somebody who knows Mo Rocca. Mo Rocca. Uh, Charlie Barron's. Are you familiar with Charlie Barron? Is it Barron or Barron's? Barron's. Who is listed on Google as an American journalist, which is not the case. Uh, let's see. Who's around from Kalamazoo? Probably get... Oh, Jordan Klepper. He's from K College. Um, <clears throat> Terry Crews. You could get Terry Crews to do it. Mm-hmm. Be really funny to get a bunch of people who, like, they they are known, but their voices are not. So, like, Bill Gates, Gabe Newell, Elon Musk. I don't know. Elon Musk's voice, I can recognize that pretty good now. Can you? I definitely can. Okay, Bruce Campbell. Sure. Sean Bean? I mean, Bruce Campbell, that's like the... <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deep cut for this podcast. Yep. yep. Uh, Jonathan Frakes would be awesome. Tara Strong, because she does everything. Okay. Well, of course, we have to, you know, Patrick Stewart, Saran McKellen, you know, those guys would be great. Mark Hamill. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill, but yep. Mark Hamill as the Joker? <laughs> Specifically as yes. the Joker. Specifically um, as the Joker. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, who else? What's the who's the one that I'm thinking of? Shoot, shoot. What's her name? Oh god, there's so many good ones too. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. Oh. Uh, if you had asked me three months ago, I would have said Betty White. Too soon. Wait, Arlene Sorkin was the voice voice of Harley Quinn. Uh, in the original series. Batman, the, Batman animated the animated series. Wow, I didn't expect that one. I didn't know who it was, but didn't expect her. Yeah, Arlene Sorkin. Hmm. For nine episodes? She was Harley in a lot of things, though. She was Harley yes. up until, like, 2004-ish, 2005, and then Tara Strong took over. Hmm. But yes, okay, so yes, no, if, if, you know... Any of those people, really. Yes, but my, my number one choice would be Bruce Campbell, you know, Michigan-born, went to Western, uh-huh. and it's a deep-cut for the podcast if we get him you, why why is it a deep cut for the podcast wasn't bruce campbell something back from like episode three or four maybe i mean that was long before we were doing any sort of like random topic i think it was just like you know episode i think one of the early random topics was just bruce campbell it was just the words bruce campbell let's see when was the first episode seven six yep episode nine bruce campbell okay well that sure there you go there we go and on that note <laughs> but wait there's no no we're done yes <laughs> we're, no, we're done we're done yes no done this is that that's a wrap this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>